Alléluia. Body of Christ, amen. And then for that, it's just a pleasure this morning to be here. And it's like as David of all said, I was glad when they said I should come to the house of the Lord, amen. And then even this morning, I think the Lord will bless us as He usually does. Uh, it won't be me speaking to you. I will just gonna ask Him to come and speak uh, in, in 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 my state, amen. And then this morning, I would like us just to open a few scriptures as we're going to go into our message this morning. Amen. We will open uh, the scriptures that we read the last time. Uh, John uh, 1, and we'll read from verse 1 until 14. Amen. Uh, if, it, if found, it reads this way. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him must believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into this world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and yet his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of men, but of the will of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. And then we'll go again to Matthew 16. Um, we'll read uh, the scripture that we all are very familiar with. Amen. Matthew 16, and we'll read from verse 13 to 19. Amen. Uh, he found uh, it read this way. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh, and blood 
has not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Amen. And then the last scripture that we will read, we will read from Philippians chapter 3, and we will read uh, chapter 9 and 10. Amen. Verse 9 and 10. Uh, and then it reads this way. And be found in him, not having mine own... That is Paul speaking here. He said, and I, I must be found in him. He's speaking about himself. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, that the righteousness which is of God by faith. Amen. Amen. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto his death. Amen. Can we just close our eyes and then may God bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Uh, as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning we come unto you, Father, with head bows, Father, coming unto you, Father, with honor and respect, Father, knowing that you are the only God and there is no other God but thee, Father, knowing that each and every time, Father, we come, you've never disappointed us, Father. Each and every time we come and ask something from you, Father, we've always gladly received it from you, Father. This morning here, your children before me, Father, we've opened a few words, Father, which is your word, Father. And, Father, we ask you that you come and add a blessing to this word, Father. May you make a living out of it, Father, so that your children, Father, may come and, Father, benefit from it, Father. May you please, Father, be the one, Father, who's going to come, Father, take control of my mouth, Father. Be the one that's going to speak through me, Father. May the people not see me, Father, but may, may be they be able, Father, to hear you, Father. May they be able, Father, to communicate with you, Father. May they be able, Father, to say this morning that you came and spoke to them, Father. I ask, Father, that, Father, this morning as we're going to speak your word, Father, may you be the one that's going to bless them, Father. And may you please, Father, also circumcise my lips, circumcise the ears that's going to hear, hear the words that's going to come forth, Father, so that, Father, it will bring only life, Father, not death unto them, Father, so that when they come out of here, Father, they may be renewed, strengthened, Father, refreshed, Father, being able to face the battle that lays ahead, Father, because we know, Father, we fight against principalities, but not flesh and not flesh and blood, Father, but against spirits, Father. And Father, for you to be able to win this spiritual warfare, Father, we know, Father, that the only way is if you are with us and you are in us, Father. And you promise that, Father, that I will be with you. And I will be in you and with you, Father, through the, through the end, Father. We know, Father, this, this life, Father, can bring lots of difficulties, Father. But we know that, Father, even where we, we can go through the saddest of trial, the deepest of testing, Father, we know that, Father, you will always be with us, Father. You will be the one holding our hands. You will be the one guiding us. You will be going, the one hiding, walking with us, Father, to the extent that, Father, when we go through the testing, Father, through the trial, Father, we'll be able to look back and say, you were with us. You are the one, Father, who brought us through, Father. And, Father, we know that you've always done that, Father, and you, will never, you have never disappointed, Father. Even this morning, Father, here are children in front of me, Father. I don't know their needs, Father, but you know their needs. You know what is it that they need. You know what is in, in, 
It, what is it that they lack in their hearts, Father? May you please come, Father, fill their hearts, Father, with whatever they need, Father. But moreover, Father, may you please come and fill their hearts, Father, with your weight. Because your weight, Father, in this day and age is something that we require. We require nothing else but your weight, your unadulterated, pure weight, Father, to come and lead us, Father, in these trying times. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And may we take our seats. Amen. Amen. Uh, I think uh, people who were here maybe a few, I think a couple of weeks back, will know that uh, the scriptures that we've read were on this topic, the word bride. And then, uh, while I was there, uh, the last time here, I thought I had finished the topic, but when I went there, opened the scriptures one more, I found out there were a lot of things that we could talk about. And uh, to my surprise, I even made so many notes that I don't think we will finish, but may God help us. Amen. Amen. So as we, we preached the last time, uh, we tried to, uh, and, uh, tried so that those people who are not here, so that we may try to explain, so that they can be able to follow us. We were speaking about the word bride. And then we found out that the word bride is, the manifestation, is a manifestation of this hour. And it's a living oracle of God. And then uh, that she cannot be a denomination, neither can she be a creed or a dogma. But she has to live by the word and the unadulterated pure word of God. Because she, as we say, she is what? The word bride. That means she's a bride who will depend on what? The word of God. Amen. And then uh, so we say that also she must also be a living attribute of God. And then so for her to be a living attribute of God, that means she must be a part of God. And to be a part of God, she must be a gene of God. That means she must have come forth from him to be able to be part of him. That means she must have come forth from him to be able to go back to him. Amen. That is why the, the Jesus Christ says, I come from the Father, I go back to the Father. And we know that this word bread must be everything that Jesus Christ possessed and expressed here on earth. She must have all those powers. She must be able to do the very same work. In fact, the, the Bible says, even greater work than the works that the Jesus Christ did, she must be able to do that. Because what? She is part and parcel of Christ. She is a weight. She is a body. She is the, she is the body of Christ. That is why when you are a part of the word bride, even Brother Brennan teaches us that, it doesn't matter what part of that body you are. Even if you can be just the skin underneath the feet of that body, there's one thing that is assured for you, that the devil is underneath you. Hallelujah. Because one thing that is for sure is that the devil is underneath the feet of Christ. So there is nothing that he can conjure, there's nothing that he can do that can be able to overcome you. Because he is already as being you being part of this world, he is already underneath your feet. Hallelujah. Amen. So now we've, we know that this word bride, there are some attributes that she must have. She must live by the word. She must feed on that word. That means she can't feed on creeds, dogmas. She can't be feed on denominational creeds. But she must feed on the word of God, which she is part of. Hallelujah. So, and then one thing that we came to realize is that she is an elect lady. Now, if you are elected, that means you must have been taken out from something. 
Amen. So she is a call out. She is a chosen lady. A bride of God, of Christ. A church of Christ. Now, the very word church means called out. Yes. yes. That is why this bride is called out. Now, as we go along, we'll try to find out what, where is she called out from? What is she called out from? And then where is she called out to? I think the last time we discussed that, that the journey that the Israelites took, that they were called out from Egypt. Now, Brother Brenham teaches us one thing, that when the children of Israel were in Egypt, they were not a church. They were a, the people of God. It was only when they were called out of Egypt, when they went into the wilderness, when they moved into the promised land, that they became a church of God. Amen. Amen. That, is why, that is why even you, you need to be called out from all these denominations. You need to be called out from the world. You need to be called out from yourself to be part of this word bride. Amen. Now, this word bride will realize that she is not a person of the past, but, or a person of the future. That means when you talk about the word bride, you cannot relate it to another person. Or another person that is, yes, there are some wet brides. We have the seven churches. Throughout those seven churches, there were brides called out. Each and every age, the efficient church aid, the, 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 the Smainan church aid, the Pegamos church aid, Theatura, Sadis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, each and every age, there was a bride called out. But now, when we talk about this wet bride, we, 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 remember, when we read the quotation, it was out of the spoken word, things that are to be. Amen. That Brother Bram preaches on, on things that are to be in this very hour. Not the next hour or the hour that is coming, but yes. the very same hour. So that you, as the word bride, you must be manifestation of this hour. That means you must manifest God, show his power in this hour. You cannot look to somebody else to do the job for you. You must be the one doing it. Hallelujah. So you 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 will realize one thing that now this word bride, in actual fact, it is you. That means there is nobody else except you who has to be this word bride. Amen. Now, as we move on, we we've told you that the word bride is called out, and she's called out from the. Seven church ages. Amen. Now, we, because we are called out from Laodicean church age, that is why we, as the bride, we cannot be the church of, Laod the Laod church of the Laodiceans because we are called out from the Laodicean church. Yes. The, the Laodicean church. Because as the word describes them, if you read in Revelation, it says they are, look, they, 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 they are lukewarm, they are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And that is not a description of the word bride because the word bride is the, exactly the opposite of that. Amen. She is what, she is what the people of Laodicea desire to be. That means as I speak, there are people who desire to be what you are. They desire to live the type of life that you live. Yes. <laughs> Amen. To, to just make an example, uh, there is too much juvenile delinquency going on, too much divorces going on, but you find that if you are part of the word bride, 
you'll be safeguarded from all those things. So when you have neighbors, you are staying in a neighborhood. People, when they look at you, they will desire to have what you have. Desire to have a husband that's going to stay with you true and true. Have a wife that's going to stay with you true and true. They are looking at you. Have children who are going to obey their parents. Have children that's going to be exemplary school wherever they are. You, when you are an employee, I remember Brother Brad brother was telling us that as an employee, you'll find that employers will fight over you because you are made of different material. You have a different uh, uh, potential that other people don't have because you are different. You are a wet bride. So if you are a wet bride, people, when they look at you, they should desire to have the wet that you, the, the life that you have because the life that you have should be a wonderful life because if, as long as you have a life in Christ, you will be safeguarded for many things. Not to say that you wouldn't go through trials. Not to say you wouldn't go through tribulation. But when you go through them, you go through them knowing that God is there with you. It does not matter what saddest of trial you can go through or the deepest of testing you can go through. He will lead you through. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you find that whatever these Laodiceans need, the word bride must have must, the word bride is the one possessing those things. That is why, and then not only possessing them, but possessing them in abundance. That is why they say she, she, the, the, the word bride has gold tried in fire, so that she, she is rich because she has gold that is tried in fire. She has a white raiment for clothing. Remember, the Laodiceans, they are what? Naked, wretched, blind. But this word bride. She has what? A white raiment, which is what? The unadulterated word of God. She has a covering of what? A covering of the word. Hallelujah. Now, you will realize one thing that she also has eye self. Now, they say this, uh, Laudi- this church of Laodicea, she needs an eye self. Because why? She is blind, yet doesn't know it. But you are not blind. You have an eye self of the word that is, that is taking out blindness from you so that you can re- see who you are, realize who you are, what you are, and your purpose here on earth. Amen. Now, we, we, as we go on, we talked, the last time we talked about any many, many things that we, uh, that we talked about, and one of the things was that the age that this, uh, this word bride will be. She, we said she will be in an astronaut age. She will live in the bright age. And then she will also be in the, living in the eagle age. But Brother Branham adds something else. If you read the Invisible Union of the Bride of Christ, if you can just, uh, that was preached in 1965, 11, uh, 25. Yes, will, if we can just try to read paragraph 32 and 33. Yes. Now, the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this is because it was, it, Brother Brennan was just, before he was, he was about to preach. And while he was about to preach, he said, if it was possible, if a, a question was asked from him, for, from, for, to him, about in which age he would like to, to live. He says, I'm thankful to God to be living in this time of the closing scenes of the world history. I don't know. Uh, I think if we can just go down, uh, down a bit, uh, up a bit, yes, up a bit, uh, uh, down, uh, maybe I mean down, yes. 
Let's go to paragraph 31. Okay. Oh, yes. I would like to, I'd like to title these few remarks that I was going to make here, some scriptures that I would like to follow up closely behind, if the Lord willing, uh, uh, to the Thanksgiving message to the invisible union uh, of the bride of Christ. It doesn't sound like a Thanksgiving message, though. Uh, though any scriptures were, uh, were thankful for all. If you can just move up, please, uh, brother. So I'm thankful to, to, be, to God to be living in this time of the closing scenes of this world. I don't know if I would have had a say-so before the foundation of the, of the world. If God would have laid out the whole program for, to me and said to me, if you, I want to preach, and now what age do you desire to go to earth to preach? I would have chosen this age. Because I think this is the golden age. Amen. Because he says, the reason he says that he says, it is the time when Christ will come to take the people that he has redeemed. That is why he says it's the golden age. Remember, throughout the other church ages, the saints were persecuted, some of them, and they died. But there was never a time in their age when they were promised something that's going to come and, and translate a person who's alive and take him into rapture. All of them died, and then and now... The only people who are going to experience translation, not the resurrection of the dead, is the people who live in this golden age. Amen. So he says, it is also nearly the, the, the time when all the resurrection of the redeemed will take place. Now, you realize that all the people who have died from all those seven churches, the only time when they will be called out, when the call up yonder is going to, the role is going to come, it will be in this age. Amen. And it is also when the history, the world's history, will soon be over. That means everything that as you know this world to be, the time when it's going to be over, when the fire is going to come, bend everything that is on the earth, it is in this age. It is not in the Laodicea, it's not in the Philadelphia church age, Saris Minor, Pergamos, Thyatira, or the Ephesus church age, but it is in this age. Now, that is why Brother Bremer says he considered it a golden age. Hallelujah. Because, simply put, it is a time when rapture would take place. If rapture would have, would, must take place, it will be in this time. Hallelujah. Now, because of that, of that fact that rapture or the resurrection of the dead will take place in this age, we need to make our election. We need to make our calling sure. Hallelujah. Because now there's no time for you to be playing church. <laughs> there's no time for you to be playing pretending to be a Christian because this is the last age. Hallelujah. So this age, you must make sure that the requirements that is required for rapture, you have them. The requirements that is required for translation, for resurrection, you must have them. You must have the rapture in faith. You must have the third pole. You must have the seventh seal. You must have the dynamics in the mechanics. It doesn't help for you just to have the mechanics alone, but you must have the dynamics. That means you must have the Holy Ghost power in you. Hallelujah. Because 
two things are certain, especially they are certain in this age. What is certain, certain is that we will have an early rapture or death, or we'll have rapture itself. Hallelujah. The hour and the moment of that, we might not be sure of. We might not know. That is why even Christ, when he says, he says, the, the son doesn't know. Only the father knows. Now, you need to get yourself ready. You need to have yourself ready all the time. Amen. Because it is a time when all these things, especially rapture, will take place. Hallelujah. And then uh, with rapture, because it's God said it, it is written in his word. It means it is definitely going to take place. Amen. Now, what is, what is happening is that you, you need to make yourself ready because the moment, when that moment is going to come, when you will be taken, it will be between you and your maker. Now, I can tell you now, when the time comes, your father won't be there. Your mother won't be there. Your friends won't be there. Your sisters or brother won't be there. You will have to face that moment, you alone with your maker. You understand? So that is why now you have to make sure, get yourself ready. Amen. So you, you find out that your parents, your father, your mother, they cannot prepare you for this moment. Only God can. And then the preparation, you cannot, pre, you cannot prepare, pretend that you are prepared, prepared for this moment if you are not. Because this moment is not a bluff. <laughs> when it will, it will come, you have to be ready for it. Hallelujah. Now, you will realize that, that uh, Brother Brenham uh, talked about, uh, in, the, in the spoken word, souls in prison. He, there was a time when he was a little boy, about 14 years old, when he had to face this moment. He was going out with one of his friends, and uh, they were going out hunting. He was 14 years old. He accidentally shot himself on the foot. The bullet went through both feet. And then uh, shattering almost all the, 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 almost shattering all his feet. Now he was admitted. At the time when he was admitted, there was no medicine at that time. The, the, there was no penicillin. There was no anesthesia so that for him to go to theater. He said at that time, blood was just oozing from his wound. He could see that he was going to die. Now they took him to theater. To theater. They thought he was not going to wake up after coming from theater. Oh, by the grace of God, he made it. Now, when he thought he had made it, he had gone through the, 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 this moment, what happened is that when they were doing the operation, they could not take out the, the, the gangrene that had set in his foot, and even some of the dirty clothes and the bullets that were still stuck there, they caused his, his, his feet to, to have an infection, to have cellulitis, to have gangrene. So, a few months later, he had to go back to theater to be operated so that the, the wound can be cleaned. He said at that time, his legs had doubled up on him. That means the swelling was so bad that his legs looked twice the size that they were. It was in that moment in time when he realized that his days are numbered. And then when he went to theater, he says, this time, because it took long, they had to put him under ether. It took a long time for him to recover. They actually thought he was gone. And while that moment was happening, he had a vision. He says he saw himself going to, to hell. He was falling down a dark uh, hole, hole, 
going down and down and down and down. He says, when he was there, he said, I called from my father. My father was not there. He says, I called from my mother. My mother was not there. He says, I even called out to God. God was not there. He says, the only thing that was there was just pure darkness. He says, I do not want you to take that road. I do not want you to take that road because it is the most horrible experience that you can ever have. Amen. He says, when we went there, the only people that he found there were the people that had already been there in hell. Remember, as we speak now, hell is not burning. No, no. <laughs> it's not burning yet because now, before, Brother teaches us that even a judge cannot sentence you until you have what? A trial. Now, there can't be a burning hell until a person has gone through the white throne judgment where he will be judged. Now, when he went there, there were people who were moaning, groaning, who had already been there. He says everybody wanted to get hold of him because he says he was a newcomer. Amen. But he says those people were miserable, horrible looking. He says that is an experience you do not want to have. But I can tell you now that not only did he see that site, the place where the damned had to be, but he also saw the place where the elect had to be. He had a moment where he has to go through the curtain of time. When he went there, he says, that is the most beautiful place you can be. Now, that is the place that each and every believer desires. That each and every believer aspires to be. And I, that is the place that you, as the word bride, has been set out for you. For you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, he says, now, when the moment comes, you cannot be in the middle. <laughs> no, brother. You are either going to the left or you are going to the left. You are either going to heaven or you are going to hell. Now, but the choice lies with you. Hallelujah. And he says for the wet bride, there is only one place that is the heavenly paradise. That is a promise. That is her destination. Amen. But for the other people, it is hell. Gnashing of treat, where they will be measured. I, I'm not saying this to scare you, but that is what is in the Bible. I'm just telling the truth as it is, so that you can make yourself an informed decision for yourself. Now, Brother Berman has told us many things that I think even the pastor during the funeral, he mentioned the same thing that when a believer dies, they, they don't die. No, they rest. They just change dimension. They go from this dimension that we are living in to another dimension. Hallelujah. They go to the sixth dimension where there is paradise. Just underneath the footstools of God. Hallelujah. Heavenly paradise. Now, if you find that you are an unbeliever, you are going to the fifth dimension where there is hell, where there is nation of truth, where there is measure. That's where you are bound to. Hallelujah. Now, he says with the dimensions, we have seven dimensions. The three dimensions is the one we are staying in, where there is time, light, and matter. Those are the three dimensions. Where our senses, the five senses, can be able to communicate to touch. You can be able to touch this wood because it is in the, it's a matter. You'll be able to see light because you have eyes to see it, sense of sight. You'll be able to hear sound. Why? Because it's, you have a sense of, of hearing with you. Amen. So that is where our senses 
can and work and communicate with this, can have contact with this world. Amen. And then now he said there's another dimension, which maybe if we have, we have time, maybe we'll go deeper into. That is the fourth dimension. Now he says this dimension is science. There are a lot of things that are happening in this dimension that we know they are there, but you cannot touch them. You cannot smell them. You cannot see them. Radio waves is one of the, exa- of the examples. You, you need an electrode or something to catch it for you to be able to see, to see it, to hear it. You need a radio. Then you must be on a certain frequency to be able to hear those radio waves. Amen? For, and then also there are pictures. He says, as we are standing here, there are pictures going around us. That is why even he says, if you, you, you can go through this, this, fourth, this, this fourth dimension, you can any day, the more you go into it, you can actually see God, Christ. That's what he says. Maybe when we get time, we'll have time to explain what that means. Amen. Because this is what happening in the what? In the fourth dimension. Then you have the fifth, dimi- the, 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 the fifth dimension, which is hell. The sixth dimension, which is paradise. Then we have the seventh dimension, where God is. Hallelujah. Now, when he went through the curtain of time, he says, when he went there, there was one thing that was obvious. He said, people there, some of them he did not recognize them. The reason he did not recognize them, he says, his, wife, his child, Sharon Road, has died when he was young. And then uh, from there, when he went there, there was a, a lady that came, hugged him. Now he says, when you are in that dimension, you do not have these senses. Because when you are there, you do not have this body that I have. You have what we call a celestial body. The body of the word. That is the word that you are having there. Now, we will, as we go on, we will realize that there is also a glorified body. We will talk about that to explain it. But when you get there, you have what we call a celestial body. It does not have feeling because when he went there, he was surprised. A sister came, touched, hugged him. He didn't feel a thing. Because why? There you do not behave. We, the, the, the way people communicate is not the same as we do here. And he says, when we went there, the sister that came, there was a way that was guiding him through, through this vision. He says, the sister there, when she came, the word came, came to him and asked him, do you recognize her? She says, no, I don't recognize her. She says, no, when you led her to the Lord, she was around 90 years old. Now she looked like a young lady, around 20 years old. Now because Hope, her wife, when she had died, she was around 22 years old. She hadn't changed much. That is why when she was gone there, she could recognize her. She could see, oh, this Hope, my former wife. Because now he says, when you go there, there will not be husband and wife. Those things are the things of this earth. But in there, you will move with a speed of a sound. Just by a thought. In fact, the speed of a thought. When you thought to be in one place, you will immediately be there. What a glorious place to be. Hallelujah. And he says, when he went there, there was another young lady that came to her. And she says, Daddy. She says, Daddy. Because now her child, uh, Sharon Rose, when she died, she was a baby. But now when she goes there, she was around, she was a young lady again. She says, in that place, you will be at your strength. That means the, 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 the time when your body is at its strength, that is how your body will look. At around the age of 18 to 20, that is the age group of the people that will be there. Hallelujah. What a glorious place to be. 
Hallelujah. So he says, that place, only one thing can get through to that place. And then even the pastor mentioned it the other time. Perfect love. You must have perfect love to go into that place. Hallelujah. Now, as the word bride, um, you must make yourself ready. And then uh, your life must profess who you are. That means it must profess Christ each and every time for you to be the candidate of that place. Amen. And then uh, that, now, the question that you need to take home from this message is, is my life professing him? Does my life go there when the people come and see me? Does it express Christ? That's the question that you need to, to take. Because for you to be able to reach that place, your life must profess, express Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Now, as we are getting through into a message, a message you, remember, you realize that the last time when we stopped, we were talking about faith being a revelation. And then uh, that being faith is works. Uh, faith is, works is faith expressed. Hallelujah. We're trying to go through that concept. Now we're going to go more into it. Now, you, 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 you have, we have read the scripture here. Uh, Matthew 16. It is Jesus Christ speaking to his disciples. When they reached Caesarea Philippi, he asked them a question. Who do people say I am? Now, people came with different answers. That you might be Elias, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But he says, but who do you say I am? Amen. Then Peter came up and says, you are... I just want to read the, the, read the scripture quickly. He says, uh, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Now he comes to Peter and he says, Peter, uh, blessed art thou, because flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee. But my Father who is in heaven. Now you realize that now the answer that Peter gave, it was not a scholarly answer. It was not something that Peter thought through. It, he, the only way he would have this answer, it was through revelation. Revelation straight from the Father. Amen. That is why he, he goes back and he says, he, go, he goes forward and he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. That means, now, the, the Catholics, they think, when they say, upon this rock, the rock was Peter. No, <laughs> the rock was not Peter. The, some of them, they say, the rock was Jesus Christ. No, the rock was not Jesus Christ. Yes. Brother teaches us that the rock, it was a revelation of who Peter was. You understand? Now, you realize that Peter, whatever revelation he had, it did not come from men but it came directly from the throne. Now, you will realize that even the word bride must have the same thing. For you to be able to have a baptism of the Holy Ghost, to believe in it, for you to be able to believe that there is baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, 
There are many people you can tell them who will reject it. But for you, because you are part and parcel of God, it will be a revelation to you. That is why you can easily accept it. Hallelujah. So now, he says, the church will be built upon the spiritual and revealed truth of God. Amen. A spiritual, a spiritual, a, a spiritually revealed truth of God. A spiritually revealed truth of the word. Amen. Because the rock is a revelation. That means you must have a revelation. Amen. And then on, on top of that, uh, what I want us to do is that uh, I want us to go through some characters in the Bible who have shown to have that, the, the, the revelation, who has expressed faith as a revelation. Amen. Now, you will realize that faith is a, is, a, is a very important thing to a believer. That is why you find that the word bright depends on faith. And uh, she has faith in abundance. Now, because of that, uh, faith is not only, you realize that faith is not only a revelation to the word bride, but faith also is a vision that the word bride expresses. Hallelujah. And then there, is, there will be, uh, the, 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 to the extent that it will come to pass that when the bride expresses this faith, sometimes it, you, you, the God might be forced to honor it, even though God is not the one who had revealed this thing to her. Uh, I will go to an example. There was, there was a time when Brother Brenham uh, was here on earth and he went to Finland. We, we talked to you about the story of a young boy that he raised there. Now he says, after raising this boy, there was many people who flocked to his meetings. Now flocking to his meeting, they, 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 the government of Finland had to even uh, issue soldiers to go and escort him. Because everybody wanted to have touch him, to hold him. Now, as he, he was going to a meeting, there had to be an escort of soldiers escorting him. Now, as he was walking to a meeting, there will be people along the street. People wanting to have a glimpse of him. Because what he had done had never been done in the history of Finland. Whereby a boy that had been dead for several hours could be raised up. It was a new thing to them. Now, that in itself raised their belief. It raised their faith in Christ to the extent that each and every person that was sick could come and come to Brother Brandon's meeting, knowing that in this meeting, God speaks. In this meeting, if I have a need, God will answer it in this meeting. Now, he says one day while he was walking, walking in the, in, 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 on his way to, to a meeting, there was a young girl that came. Now, this girl, little poor little girl, she, she saw the girl from afar because she had soldiers around him. Now, he couldn't communicate with these soldiers because they were speaking, speaking Finnish. Now, he saw this girl coming, and then uh, the girl wanted to come, but people were blocking her. Now, she called into the girl to come. Now, when the girl came to her, the girl was crippled. One, the whole of her left one side of her was crippled, that she had to use braces, use crutches. Now, when this girl came, he came to her and he kissed the pocket of his, of his coat and he says to her, him, Kitos. Now, Kitos is a word in Finnish that means thank you. Amen. Brother Brenham was brought to tears by that because he hadn't done anything for this girl, but this girl was saying thank you. 
Now the soldiers immediately moved him from the girl. Now remember, Brother Brennan, whatever he did, he did not do anything unless there was a vision. Now he didn't have any vision of this girl. But as he moved out, a vision tried to break of this girl. He saw this girl running on the stage, no crutches, fully healed. Now he says, the, belief, the, the faith that this girl had in me, even if I was a hypocrite, God would have honored that faith. Now, this word bride is one of those people that God can honor their faith. Even if a situation God didn't plan it. God, through the faith that this word bride has, God can actually honor the faith, honor your need, even if it's not in God's plan. Because of your faith. Hallelujah. Now, as we go on, there is a story that Jesus Christ was just moving along and then the two blind men came. Now, Brother Bram teaches us that even Jesus himself, he wouldn't heal you unless he has a vision of your healing. That is why he says, I do nothing unless the Father leads me. The vision has to come from the Father for him to heal you. Now, he says, this blind man came so Jesus ignored them. He didn't have a vision about them. But he says, son of David, have mercy on me. Then he left. He went into a house. They followed him. Saying, son of David, have mercy on him. Then he asked them a question. Do you believe that I can heal you? They said yes. Then he just touched their eyes. And he said the way that according to your faith. <laughs> You see now, according to your faith, if you have faith in abundance, you have faith in something, even me just praying for you, God will come and honor that prayer. Because why? You have faith in you. You are part of this word, bride. Hallelujah. Now, when those two men, blind men came, he says, let it be according to your faith. The word tells the, the Bible tells us those men were completely healed. Immediately. And he asked, tell no man about this. <laughs> but you can't keep a word bright quiet. <laughs> he says they spread the fame across the country. Hallelujah. Now, even the woman who had an issue of blood, it was the same thing. Jesus didn't have a vision about it. Jesus was just moving along with the, with the disciples. They were just moving, moving. Somebody touched it. He says, virtue has come out of me. Now, immediately after that, that woman, the issue of blood, stopped. Now he says, virtue has come with me. Who has touched me? Now Peter was there. He says, oh, Christ, I mean, there are multitudes of people around here. How can you say somebody touched me? It was because it was a different touch. It was a touch of faith. Yes. Hallelujah. It was a touch that could get virtue, a virtue of healing from Christ into that woman's body to the extent that after she did that, she became completely healed. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Now, this is the one of the attributes of the word bride, that she can come here, call unto things that were not there as if they were. That is our patriarch Abraham. She called unto things things that were not there as if they were. She was promised a son. 
the son was something that was not there, something that medically couldn't happen. But because he was the father of faith, he came through. Now, also, you'll see that all these things normally happened with the Gentiles. We have the centurion also who came. Now, the centurion says his servant was sick and was on the verge of dying, and he came to Christ, and uh, he asked Christ to come, and then they healed him. Now, Christ was on the way to go to the centurion's house. While on the way there, uh, while on the way there, the, 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 the centurion said, other somewhat, he says, I am not worthy that you should come into my house. You must say a word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just by saying a word, my servant will be healed. Hallelujah. Just speak the word. Now, this thing also you can, you can, is an attribute of the word blind. Because she is part and parcel of that word. She can say to Christ, speak a word. She can say to a believer, a pastor, speak the word. And believe that that word will come true for her. Hallelujah. Now, she is part of that word. Not only is she part of the, she is also identified with that word. And then on top of that, she is identified with Christ, who is in, who, who, whom she is part and parcel of. Amen. Now, he said, you do not need to go there to lay hands. Now we have a story of Jairus. Jairus' daughter was sick. He asked the Lord to come and lay hand on the daughter. Because why? He was a Jew. But with a centurion, a Gentile, he did not say, he said, you do not need to come into my house. By just saying a, 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 a word, a, a, a word, my servant will be healed. By the, the very same moment when he said that, that servant was healed. And if Jesus Christ comes and says, such faith I have not seen in Israel. Because Jairus wants him to go to his house to pray for his what, sick daughter. While you, as a gentle bride, just await, you will believe it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because according to you, you are the word of Christ. The word of the master is all sufficient. It is all omnipotent. It's all powerful. Distance does not matter. No. To the word of, to whatever promise that God can want to give to you. Distance does not matter. Because he is what? He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. Hallelujah. That is why one day, Brother Philip was sick. Uh, Brother Philip came with a request because his daughter who was in Australia was sick. He, he brought the request here. We prayed for the daughter here. While the daughter was where? In Australia. The next week when he came, the daughter was healed. He came with a thanksgiving. Because why? He is an omnipresent God. Hallelujah. Now, because he is an omnipresent God, even the Roman centurion believed that he had met such a God. Hallelujah. He, can, he met the, the God that can call things, even while he's here, to happen in a, another place. Hallelujah. Now, I can assure you, my brother, my sister, the same God is still here. Yes. <laughs> the same God is still alive. Yes. He, can call, uh, 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 he can call healing 
upon your situation. Whatever you might be having, it does not matter whether it is your child at home who is sick. If you bring it here in this pulpit, where the angel of the Lord is, he will answer. Hallelujah. Now you realize that this, this word bride doesn't have a um, um, mental conception of faith. She has faith in their heart. Hallelujah. That is why they will believe the impossible. They will believe the unreasonable. Amen. Because they are led by faith. Hallelujah. Now I'll give you an, another story. The pastor one day phoned me. And then uh, while, while phoning me, the, the, the daughter Bunal was sick. Now, being sick, he took the child to the hospital. And then uh, the doctor there wanted to admit the child. Now he asked me and said, Brother Mishabi, what do you think? Uh, should we admit the child? I said, no, admit the child. I dropped the phone. Now, to my surprise, <laughs> the pastor took the child home. Now, as you can realize now, now that is unreasonable. <laughs> A doctor in the hospital has said, we must admit the child. A brother who is a doctor also said, let the child be admitted. <laughs> but in, whether the, the child was born with fever. Now, in spite of the fever, she took the child home. Amen. In spite of what the doctors advised, he took the child home. Amen. Now, because of that, now you must realize one thing here. That is the, because he is the word bride. Understand? He believes the impossible. He believes the unreasonable. Now, when he went there, getting home, he prayed for the child. Now the fever started to melt away. The child who was sick started to run around. The child who couldn't eat started to eat. Now, the advice came forth. The doctor said, admit the child. But now, what did the small, still voice in him say? Pray for the child. Understand? Because they believe, they, 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 that, that, there is a small, still voice that leads the child of God. Which you must can to. Which you must take heed of. Now, by saying, when he did that, it was according to his faith. Me, I will tell you the reason why I said admit the child. And then I will admit him. Maybe it was the devil putting fear in me. Because the other years, I think Sister Madibol recall, they called me, uh, Tebuko had fever, and he had convulsions, and he had to be admitted. Now, immediately when he told me that the young one had fever, the first thing I thought of, I thought of was fever, convulsions. To be safe, let's admit the child. You understand? But now, that means by do, if we did that, we will be playing along with the devil. You, as a word, but you must not play along with the devil. You must defy the devil. You must show the devil who is in charge. Hallelujah. Amen. You must know that God is still alive. Whatever he says, he says, by your, my stripes, you are healed. You need to show belief to that way. Now, me, being afraid of what had happened there, now fear is of the devil. I can tell you that. That, day, that time, I was overcome by the devil because of what I, the history that I have. But the pastor being the pastor, being a son of God. Remember, 
This word bride is sons as daughters of God. This word bride express God. Express no fear. Now, when he went there praying for the child, the child was well. Now, even you, you still have the same weapon. Prayer. Whatever situation you can be, if you kneel on your knees and pray to God, it does not matter what situation you might be going through. You will have an answer to your situation. You will have a breakthrough to your situation. Hallelujah. Because remember, prayer changes things. Prayer heals. Prayer can, can open doors for you. Prayer is able to lead you through. Hallelujah. That is why you will realize that that astronaut, when he went there on the radar, he had a radar that connected him to the station, substation that he was. Now, Brother Brenham says, you are an astronaut. He says, what connects you to Christ? He mentioned two things. I think the last time I was here, I mentioned it. He says, it is the Holy Ghost. It is what connects you to God. The other thing is what? Prayer. So, do not take prayer for granted. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I have another story as well. I see the Masumas are not here. Even with them, it was the same thing. Let it be according to your faith. Now, we, I think he told you the, the testimony while we were in the convention. The child was sick. Now, the child started being sick during the day, and the sister, I think Sister Lorraine spoke to them and said, I think this child, the sickness of this child, is the devil trying to take joy out of your so that you, out of you, so that you do not enjoy the conference. They, being the word bride, when they heard that, they took the child, instead of going to, they could have taken the child to the doctor. But they took the child to church. Now, when the church started, I went outside, so I found Sister Masoma with Sister Thoti. They were busy with the child. I'm like, asking, what's wrong with the child? The child was burning with fever. The child was terribly sick. Now, you see now, that was not me. It was according to their faith. When I went to pray for that child, there were many things that fell into place. First of all, they could have gone to a doctor. They did not go to a doctor. You might say, ah, that's reckless. Hey, these parents, what are they thinking? A child is busy, burning with fever. They take the child to church. Where is your healing at? Where is your healing at? Church. Now they took the child to church. Now God had to honor that faith. It did not matter what prayer I would have said. If I could have just said, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. That child would have been healed. Because honoring the faith that they had. Now they had passed doctors. They have passed hospitals. Went straight to church. My brother and my sister, whatever trouble you might be having, come to church. The angel of the Lord is here. The angel of the Lord can bring healing to your situation. Hallelujah. Now, when they went to church, I was there. I remember I spoke to brother, brother Peter, we have a problem here. You know, this child is sick, man. Do you have a... Even myself, I was thinking, maybe I should go get medicine for them. You know, everybody says, ah, man, just give them panado. <laughs> Now we went, looked for Panado. Hey, we couldn't find Panado. At least we found Brother, brother uh, uh, Gama. 
yes, Brother Gamma, we found him. He had this little child, so he had a bit of panado there. So I go, gave the child. Mother said to me, no, brother, pray for the child. These people are not here for panado. These people are here for prayer. Pray for the child. Hallelujah. So I laid hand on the child. Within a few minutes, the mother and the child came into church. The fever had gone. I know panado. You can give panado. You can never, ever break the fever like that. Only prayer can do that. Only prayer can break a fever in that fashion. Why? Because a prayer is a connection of the believer to God. When you pray, believing in your prayer, everything that you say will come true. Hallelujah. Now, why? That is the word bride. Hallelujah. Are you that word bride? Do you want to be that word bride? Hallelujah. It is still given unto you that if you are, you are outside, you can still come in and partake, enjoy some of these benefits that the word bride has. Remember, I will go to, we'll speak again about Rebecca, but remember, when Isaac married Rebecca, they had to take Rebecca out of Mesopotamia, the, from the land of now, into the promised land to be able to partake with Isaac, to be able to partake with Christ in his inheritance, in his possession. She could not do that outside. Amen. She could not enjoy the corn of the land outside of the promised land. She had to come in the promised land. Now, even you, if you're outside, my brother, come in. You will not regret it. Hallelujah. As we go on, uh, yeah, so now we'll go to the story of Rebecca now. Now, with Rebecca, uh, we touched a bit on it, but I want us to go a bit further on it. Abraham wanted a bride for his son Isaac. Now, he wanted the bride to come from his own kindred, his own kind, from the people that he came out from. You understand? Now he sent Eliezer uh, to go to the land of Nahor, the land of Mesopotamia, to find a bride for his, young, uh, for his son Isaac. Now, when he went there, uh, before he, he went into a well, and it was at the time when the, 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 the young ladies uh, came to draw water from the well, then uh, Eliezer prayed a prayer. He said to God, uh, whoever, whatever damsel, when she comes, when, she, when I ask her for water, may she please uh, give me water. But she must do more. Not only must she give me water, but she must also give water to my camels. Now, when Eliezer went there, she went with 10 camels because she had gifts. That she had, I think, even other servants that she went with, it is not mentioned in the Bible, but I would think so. That as a chief servant, he wouldn't have gone alone to fetch a bride for his, for his master Isaac. So when he went there, he, he, that is a prayer that he prayed. Now, the Bible said, before he said Amen, Rebecca came. She asked her for water, and then she gave her water. And she did much more. She went and watered the camels. Now, how did she know that was a requirement? 
is because she was the word bride. It was a revelation. It was a revelation from God that you have to do this as well. Hallelujah. You have to go there and water, give the, 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 the messenger water, but go further. Go further. Hey, with a revelation. Go and water the camels as well. Now, this, what she did, it was an unsaid word. Nobody said it. It was an unwritten word. Nobody had written about it. That was the third pool. That was the seventh seal. Because the seventh seal is not written. It is a the communication between God and his bride. That is the seventh seal. Now, uh, Rebecca, why, by doing that, showed us what the seventh seal is. That the seventh seal, that is why you realize that when Brother Brandon was praying, was trying the third pool, when he was speaking about the third pool, he says, the word said, I will meet you in there. Now he said, a man went in with crutches into a small tent, came out. Whatever took place in the tent, nobody knew except the person who received the healing and the person who was doing, the angel that was doing the healing inside that small tent. That is the third pool. That is the seventh seal. Now, this word bride also has the third pool. She also has the seventh seal. Hallelujah. Now, Rebecca had perfect faith. And that is what the word bride has. Perfect faith. The very, and you realize that the very animals that had to take Rebecca to, to his servant, to, to Isaac, it was the very animals that she has to water. Now, what it means that is that the beast signifies power. Water signifies the Holy Spirit. Now, you, for you to be able to meet Christ, you must have the Holy Ghost power. I mean, that is what Rebecca had. Hallelujah. Now, so far, the word brother, the, the word bride, has the Holy Ghost power. She has the power of the Holy Ghost. That's going to pack her up during the time when rapture is required to go and meet Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. Now, so you realize that whatever happened there, the conversation that took place between Eliezer and, uh, and Rebecca, it was not a chance occurrence. It was not a coincidence. It was something that was foreordained, predestinated by God. Because you will realize that when Further questioning Rebecca. She realized that uh, Rebecca was the daughter of Bethuel. And then Bethuel was the son to Nahor. And then um, Nahor was the brother of Abraham. You see now, there was a blood relationship there. There was a blood relationship between Abraham, Isaac, and Rebecca. Now, that was foreordained. It was predestinated. That is why the word bride is foreordained and predestinated by God. Whatever you're going to do is foreordained. That is why some of the things you will do without you realizing them. This message might not make sense to you sometimes, but you just accept it anyway. Because you are predestinated, foreordained to receive this message. Amen. Now, even the word bride has a blood relationship with Christ. The word, Brother Abraham teaches us that the word bride is a gene of God. Yes. Part and parcel of God. Hallelujah. That is why now she is what? Has a blood relationship with him. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, 
uh, you will realize that the message that um, uh, Rebecca had to read, which was a subliminal message, it was not said. We've already said about it. It was something subliminal. It was something uh, that you could not really decipher. But she had to read between the line to be able to do what the messenger did. Amen. Eliezer. Then after that, Eliezer asked Rebecca and said, whose daughter art thou? And then uh, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge in? Now you can imagine a stranger asking you such questions. Now, and it is the same question that is asked to the word bride. Are you a daughter or a son of God? Is there room in your heart? Hallelujah. To receive this message. This message of the hour. Is there room in your heart to receive it? Amen. I think uh, while I'm saying this message of the hour, this message of the hour, brethren, it is powerful. I, I cannot emphasize that point. But I can tell you another story <laughs> so that you will uh, see how... Now, remember, this is what you're talking about. We're talking about something that happens years back. Now, we need to bring things that happens now to show you that this word bright, this message, to show you the power of this message as we speak now. I think the brothers from Zimbabwe will know that there was a convention in Zimbabwe the past few weeks, I think. Yeah, yes. I don't know which... But there was a, a testimony there. You know, when I heard that testimony, I literally cried. Because the woman who has given the testimony, he says, no matter what, I will not leave this message. Yeah. Now, this woman, what happened is that she was, she, she had a young child, two-year-old, almost two-years-old child, and then she, she had to go to work. Now, she left the child with a, a person to mind the child, a minder. Now, the minder woke up in the morning around five o'clock to go and fetch water for the child thinking that the child is asleep. Now the child woke up and tried to follow the, the mind. The child just walked. It is said, it is believed that the child walked a distance of about 10 kilometers. You can imagine a two-year-old child walking that distance. Now, when the mind came back, the child was nowhere. They looked everywhere to the, for the child, called the police, did everything. The child was not there. The sister who's the mother of the child, started crying. So she called to the brothers. Brother, you know, this is the problem. Uh, my child is lost. And the brother said, no, let's, let's pray. You see, brother, prayer. <laughs> that, prayer. Let's pray. Now, the brother prayed and says, no, let's wait. It was, now, the child was lost in the morning. It was now nighttime. The child was not found. Now, they prayed for the child. And the sisters who she's worshiping came and said, you know what, sister? We are going to have an all-night prayer. We are going to pray all night until this child is found. They came, prayed. Now, in the morning, a report came. A taxi was just passing, coming from another part of Zimbabwe to another, to that town. Now, they came and reported to the police, said, hey, Abby, we just saw something we've never seen before. There is a small child, we are not sure, because now the child was dead. It was almost blackened. Because now, remember, any season, it is burning, especially the, 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 the grass will be burned. Now the child has to go through that. Now, 
Did you, you know how superstitious people are? They do not understand if this was a tukoloshi. <laughs> <laughs> or it was a child. Was it? No, they, from a distance in a text, they saw a child. Guess what? Surrounded by lions. Yeah. A child surrounded by lions. I'm telling you, brethren, the days of Daniels are, are here. Surrounded by lions. Now, they called the police because they didn't know what to do. These lions are surrounding the baby. This thing which we don't know, is it a tikoloshi or a child? Because now, these lions are not even in this chain. Now, what's happening now? They are just surrounding it. Now the police came, ran with a, with a van, and the lions ran away. That's when they realized that it was that child. Now, imagine the, the lions are surrounding this child. They had to, the taxi people have to call the police to come. They are still watching the whole thing. How long does it take for the lion to eat a person? <laughs> Especially a child. Now, when the police came, the lions ran off, leaving the child. Do you think if you, the lion has a prey, you run after it, it will leave the prey? What was happening there? What was happening there? What was happening there? Now, in the convention, they came with a child. Sound, no scratches, healthy. The days of Daniels are back here. Hallelujah. Now, the mother said, when this happened, I went to the brother. He said, I confessed every sin that I ever did. Even that one that I didn't think was significant, I confessed. Because I wanted my child back. Remember, brethren, uh, uh, unconfessing yeah. is a hindrance. Yeah. When the mother confessed everything, the lions went there, protected the child. Yeah. No jackal can go there eat the child while the lions were there. No leopard could go there eat the child while the, the, the lions were there. Hallelujah. Now, do you see, this is the message that we're believing in. This message, folks, has power. This message has power. I don't know how to say it, but this message has power. Hallelujah. Now, this one says, no matter what, I will never leave this message. My child is surrounded by lions, not a scratch. Oh, well, they must be caught in this message. They say the days of miracles are over, not in this message. Amen. Now, when I, uh, oh, I've lost my thought, but let me just regather <laughs> my thought again. Now, they, they, they said, now, are you, is there room in your heart for this message? Now, are you God's wet bride? Now, they said, whose daughter are thou? That, that, is, a, that, that is the same question that you as the wet bride, you have to ask yourself. It is a similar question that was asked to Rebecca. Whose daughter are thou? Is there room in your house to lodge? Hallelujah. Remember, Brother Bram preached many messages. Doors in a doors. Whereby Christ is outside knocking at your heart. Trying to come in. Brethren, is there room in your heart for Christ to lodge in? 
Is there room in your house for, the, for you to receive this message? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Now she said yes. Because why? It was a predestination. She was foreordained. Hallelujah. Now, after this, Rebecca ran and then she testified. Even a bride, wet bride, after she received this message, she cannot hold herself. She has to run to her family, run to her friends, testify about this message. Oh, hallelujah. Now, even you meeting the messenger, William Marion Branham. Now, remember, Eliezer was a type of a messenger. William Branham is a messenger. After receiving this message, I mean, how can I stop testifying about a child that's been surrounded by lions? How can I, as the word bride? I cannot. Because that is the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Even you, you can't stop. If, if, if this message gets a hold of you, really, it comes into your heart, it, you, you can face anything. You cannot stop testifying about the miracles that this message will do in your life. Hallelujah. Now, the Rebecca demonstrated that works is faith expressed. And then she also demonstrated that this faith, that faith is a revelation. Her works showed that she showed what fruits she possessed. Remember the fruits of the Spirit. She, Rebecca, had them. Gentleness, meekness, love, long-suffering. And then now those fruits of the Spirit, they are also the attributes of the word pride. Hallelujah. Amen. She has those in abundance. Amen. 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 Now, you will realize that now, whatever you do, whatever is it that you do, you must do it uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is is a scripture. The scripture says everything that you do in words and in deeds, do it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, you will realize that as the word of pride, this scripture really, really refers to you. Because when you talk, you must talk in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you work, you must work in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you will realize that if you do that, you cannot swear in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot take bribes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot, swear, you cannot lie in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot steal in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why it is one of the attributes of the word bride that whatever she's doing, it is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot go there where a slack in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No. Because the moment you try to do it, it contradicts that name. That name will tell you, that is why, brethren, if you are the word bride, you know what to say. You know what to wear. You know what to do. Hallelujah. Now, because now Eliezer, his journey was blessed, <laughs> he wanted to leave. He did not want to stay in Mesopotamia anymore. I mean, he came for the word bride. He found that word bride. Now he needed to go and present to this word bride to his master. Now he asked, uh, Laban, who was um, uh, mm -hmm. Rebecca's brother, hey, now is, I, I've stayed for a night. My journey has been blessed. I need mm -hmm. to go. They said, no, you know what? 
let's stay for a time. You know, we want to spend some time with a, with a damsel. We need to spend some time because, remember, we're talking a, a, a many days distance. Chances are if she left, <laughs> they were never ever going to see her again. I can tell you, my brother, if you are, believe this message, when you leave the things of the world, <laughs> you will never see them again. You will never have any desire of them again. You understand? Now, she wanted to leave. And God, now, they said, you know, the world can sometimes can try to hold you back. Do not allow the desires of this world to hold you back, to f- prevent you from enjoying the benefits of this message. Amen. Now, it, there was a conversation which went forth. It, now, the damsel, they said, no, you know what? This girl that we are talking about, she's of age. We wanted to stay for a, for a few times, for a few days. Let's her inquire at her mouth. The reason they had to inquire at the mouth of Rebecca, it was because this message is an individual affair. It's an affair between you and God. That is why I said, your mother will not help you. Your father will not help you. Your brother will not. It is between you and God. Hallelujah. Now, they had to inquire at her damsel's mouth. Now, being the word bride, the moment they say, are you leaving? She said, hallelujah, amen. Yes, I will take this man. I will take this Christ. I will go there, take his name. As the word of bride, when do you receive this message? You become a bride of Christ. You have to take his name. You have to follow his commandment. You have to believe his word. That is what Rebecca did. Amen. You have to forsake your own. Forsaking your own, you have to forsake the sins of this world to believe in this word. Hallelujah. Now, it is an individual affair which requires an individual decision. You have to decide. Even this morning, it is still an individual affair, which requires your individual attention, which requires your individual decision. Nobody can make that decision for you, but you alone, you with your maker, you, you know, amen. One thing Brother Bram says, one day, he went into a mill. Now, we're going into a mill, they, they, they had live iron that was scattered all over the mill. Uh, it was an iron mill. Now, he said there was a magnet. The brothers, another brother was giving him a tour. So, giving him a tour, this, this, uh, in this mill, these magnets were lying around. But he says, the magnet came, and then all those uh, uh, particles that were made of iron went and then gone onto the, 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 the iron. Just immediately, he pressed the button, charged the magnet, he took those things, and it went there, put them in another place. Now, he saw something now, that when the magnet did that, there were some things that were left there. Anything that was made of aluminum was left behind. He said now, there was an iron there, bolted to the ground. My friend, do not let the things of the world bolt you for you not to be able to receive this message. Bolt you to the desires of this world. You must forsake everything else and follow this message. Amen. Now, she said, I will go with this man. Hallelujah. Now, because as a wet bride, you, you'll find that you have chosen a hard road. 
Brother Branham, there was a prophecy that was said about Brother Branham that he has chosen a hard road. The decision that he had made to follow this, this decision, this, this, this message was not an easy decision. Even this morning, I can tell you, choosing this message, you have taken the hard road. I will explain now. We are living in a time where right is wrong. Where wrong is right. Where people will be surprised that, ah, my fathers, you mean you can live with one woman? You mean really, brother? One! You see? Right is wrong. Wrong is right. What you are doing is the right thing, but to the people, it's wrong. But it is the right thing. Hallelujah. Now, living in that age where right is wrong, you need to have something to support you. This message. Amen. Amen. You need to make that hard decision to cling on to this message, irrespective of what the world is doing, irrespective of the temptations of this world. Because when you go there, being a, a daughter of God, you know, sometimes they will tell you, uh, you are dead. You are not married. You are still a vision. What are you waiting for? But you are waiting because you have this message. Remember, Brandon, this message can provide a husband for you. You don't need a husband out there. This message can provide a wife for you. You don't need a wife out there. This message in itself, it has everything. You understand? Now, you, as a white you need to show the world that wrong is wrong, right is right, by not succumbing to whatever pressures they are putting you to. If you are a child, a daughter or a boy or a son, you are at university, there will be pressures. You need to be able to withstand those pressures because there is a crown for you. The problem says, when the person was relating, interpreting that, that, that prophecy, because somebody was speaking in tongues, and the other one was speaking, and it turned out the tongues were French, and he was interpreting them. He says, there is a crown for you. Amen. Amen. Having to go through this hard road, if you go through this hard road, there is a crown for you. In the Bible it says, you as the word bride, if you overcome, you my brother, you must overcome. If you overcome, I will grant you to sit in the throne just as much as even me, I'm sitting with my father in the throne. That is the crown for a believer who has gone out of the Laodicean church age. Amen an opportunity to sit on the throne with Christ. Amen. There's no greater crown like that. Amen. An opportunity for you to be able to go in glory, to be able to enjoy yourself forever beyond the cage of time if you pass early. That is a crown for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you refuse this invite, there is tribulation period for you. There is a great white throne judgment for you. There is salvation through your own blood for you. Yes, I thought we'll have time to go through rapture, but I don't think we will. So what I want to tell you is that next time we'll go through rapture, speak about rapture, so that you will understand the benefits out there. Through, speak about the millennium, so that you will understand the benefit. What is it? What is the millennium? What is the wedding supper? 
You will have a wedding supper, my friend, my brother, my yeah. sister. With Christ, while there's a gnashing of teeth, you will be enjoying yourself. Yeah. yeah, so now what I'm trying to tell you is that you are suffering here, might be, it is only temporary. Yeah. It is for a while. Yeah. There is joy for you up there. Yeah. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. You must be there also. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, the reason why you can avoid all these tribulation period, great white tone, salvation to our own blood, is that you can come and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He is the only God's provided way for you. There is nobody else. Only Him. Hallelujah. Now, uh, I don't know if we have time, but I wanted to speak also about uh, bid on Cain and Abel. Uh, I think maybe five minutes before we close. Amen. Amen. Um, now, with these two boys, also it was the same thing. It was faith, uh, revelation by faith. Amen. That it was, they say, the word of God says, Abel was managed to give a more better sacrifice than Cain. And all of that was true faith. It was true revelation. Now, Brother teaches, if you, 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 you read the, the spoken word glorified uh, Jesus, he says, these two boys, after their two parents were taken out of the Garden of Eden, they, they, had to, they, they, they realized that they, they were mortal, that they were dying, that they, 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 they were blowing down like a candle. You understand? That means their days were numbered. Remember, when Adam was there, he was immortal. But the moment he sinned, he became mortal. That set in. That set sin is dead. If you allow yourself to live in, in, in sin, you are dying. Some people they say you are dead even before you die. That is what sin does. Now, when they went there, they realized that, no, man, you know, we do need to do something. But Abraham said they wanted to go into the Garden of Eden. Because now, remember, they were taken out through the Eastern Gate. And then um, a cherubim was placed there so that they could not go in and then partake of the tree of, the, of, of, of life. You know what the tree of life was? It was Jesus. Amen. They were not allowed to partake of that tree because if they did, they will become immortal. They will go there and live forever. Now, they realized that they were dying. They were mortal. Now, they wanted to go there and make a sacrifice to God. You know, so that they, they, they could, maybe God will open a channel for them to go in through that promised land, the one that they are, they, 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 their parents were chosen from. Amen. Now, he goes and says something here. He says, Cain also went there. He says, Cain was not infidel. That means Cain was not a, a sorty, if I can put it yes, in a small fact, in a simple language. No. He says, Cain was a believer. Because Cain, what he did is that he came there believing that there is a God that I must worship. There is a God that I must make a sacrifice for. That is why he built an altar there and then he got the fruits of his work. Now, listen closely now. But Abraham says when he brought the fruit of his he was not trying to be smart. No, no say. He was, Cain did not try to be smart. But then when he went there with the fruits of his hands and he tried to present them 
to God, God rejected it. Now, here comes uh, Abel. He comes with a lamp, running all over the place, him moving with the lamp. It is all messy. You know, with Cain, everything was just clean, beautiful, nicely set up, but rejection. With Abel, there was just chaos. This lamp was all over. Now, because there was no knife, he had to get a, a stone, uh, cut this, the throat of that lamp. Now, when he did it, blood splattered. Blood splattered. Now, that, when he did that, then God says, that's it, my son. He accepted it. Now, you can ask yourself now, how did Abel know that I shouldn't take a dead lamb? I should take a lamb that is alive. I shouldn't take a part of a lamb. I should take the whole lamb. It was by revelation. It was because he was foreordained. There is why God can say, I hate Esau, but I like Jacob. What predestination? You too, you are the predestinated bride. So that's, that's why we want you in. We want you inside, in the promised land. We want you to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost so that you can enjoy the benefit of the land. We can stand up. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. As the musicians uh, come forward, amen. Now you'll find that even Job has the same thing. You know, with Job, he says, my Redeemer, leave it. Job was persecuted. He was in trial. Everything that he had, it has actually died. His children had died. His animals had died. Everything was taken from him to the extent that even some of his friends were accusing him of, him of being a secret sinner. But he hadn't sinned. Now, Brother says, you as a child of God, sometimes God needs to give you a spanking so that he needs to chasten you up so that you become a real son of God. Now, trials and tribulation, brethren, they are for our benefit. Amen. You will never, if that child was not lost, the mother will not realize really how important this message is. If that child was there, the mother will still be there thinking, oh no, we are enjoying this, this message. But by that thing that happened when the child got lost, her fate was clenched. Her fate became gripped. That is why she said, I will never leave this message. That is why sometimes when you have trials and tribulations, it brings you closer to God. Because you realize that you have nobody else, only him. You realize that you have nobody here else to get through this situation except him. Hallelujah. We just sing a worship song, amen. Uh, nice, uh, slow, sweet worshiping song. Amen. I surrender
Oh, 
Hallelujah. Yes, my life is not my own. To you I belong. Hallelujah. I give myself. I, I can't say it more than the song says it. Amen. So we'll say another song and then we'll ask Brother Mafagaza to come and close the, the service in prayer. Amen.